When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to Knocking Doors Down, brought to you by KDD Media Company. Make sure at all costs to preserve your own peace, whatever that takes. If it's sit at home by yourself, whatever you need to do. But but don't let anybody steal your joy and steal your peace. Especially, you know what I'm going to do? I think I need to turn the notifications off of my phone, actually, is what this entire conversation has taught me because I'm thinking of things, you know, how, how, what steals my joy, what steals my right. peace, what brings me down and sit literally like looking down and reading some of the stuff I see right now. So everybody protect your own peace and everybody does it a different way. Yeah. Turn that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of knocking doors down is brought to you by recovery in the middle ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love and recovery. These guys are hilarious and informative, and they're brought together by their common struggle. Mike and Nat get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. This is the Knocking Doors Down podcast with guest celebrities, experts, and everyday people who've overcome a variety of obstacles, including addiction, trauma, and mental health issues. And they've used these adversities as their greatest advantages to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about. Our guest, Miss Holly Saunders, was a total blast to sit down with. That's right. Holly Saunders was a good time. I enjoyed this one. We thank you guys for listening to Knocking Doors Down, of course, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, of course, at kddpodcast.com, because you might be like Mikey and visual, and if people go to the website, they can check it out on... On YouTube. Check it out. I'm a visual guy. Plus, if you are a fan of the podcast, do us a favor. Share one of those videos. You can get the link there. Or if you're uh, listening here, it's easy to share the podcast with a friend and it helps us grow. And we definitely appreciate that. And uh, we also appreciate 5150 LTM swagging us out. We couldn't do any of our podcasts without the amazing support. And you, for listening to the podcast, you can get 20% off of all of the gear at 5150's web store. Isn't there a promo code or something? There is. KDD20. What is it? KDD20. Use the numerics. KDD20. And get 20% off at checkout when you go to 5150LTM.com, which the link is in the podcast description. Sick. But then, um, like, women are all like, who are your doctors? But they do it in a DM because they're too afraid to say it publicly, which is like, I don't understand why people are still shamed. I guess when people think of plastic surgery, they think of Joan Rivers, right? And bad plastic surgery. They yeah. think of the bad ones. They don't think of people who just look yeah, refreshed. That's the same hilarious. with tattoos. She was unbelievable. That's the same with tattoos, though, because right? there's a lot of people with shitty, horrible, awful tattoos sure. that were done in a garage. And then you have some, like... That were done in by professionals, by artists, right. and, and so that's why there's stigma behind that. Sure. So it can relate to you know the Same. surgery thing as well. Yeah. Welcome to the world of tattoos, Holly. <laughs> Thank you. I had, well, I had three, but um, that's the only one I've seen. Well, the fourth is the only one that really matters because it's it's a portrait, so yeah. it's there now. What'd you get a portrait of? Oscar. But, I didn't see it. Oh, you what? didn't see no, it? I haven't seen it. <sighs> oh. oh. Is there? I mean, it's, well, no, no, I'll look it up. Don't worry. Yeah, I should have <laughs> worn a shirt that that covered it. Should I speak more into this? By the way, you're good. Okay, we so got a good level. I'm gonna look it up right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So his uh, his brother-in-law actually did it. Oh, really? Esteban, I was ask yeah, you who did he it. does portraits, and so I, it, you know, TMZ asked, "Why did you do it?" And I'm like, you did. "Right? Do you see it? Yeah, yeah it took about two and a half gnarly. hours. He flew through it. Did the um, back was? Did the back suck? My back's not done." Pack Only sucks. Yeah. My last uh, thirty minutes, I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was hurting a little that's bit. Dope. Mm-hmm. That's official too. That's official. That's tattoo? official. Damn. Yeah, that's yeah. like some I'm in love shit right that's there. That's it. That's it. I, I'm that's in that now. Love shit right <laughs> there. Because that was the '92 Olympics when he had just won and was looking yeah, yeah. up with his mother, yeah. who had passed a couple months earlier. So that was that's little Oscar. That's you know, eighteen year old Oscar. Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Right. 
That's anyway. pretty fun. What are the other tattoos? Um, two were from when I was 20 in Fort Lauderdale. I don't remember. I think one means power. I was drunk uh, when I got them on my ribs. We'll just go with power. <laughs> and the other one means like king or something, but it's tiny. So, so yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh. I, I always wanted to do my forearm, but then that's a little... You know, I thought I, maybe I could get an Oscar on my forearm. Uh-huh. So every time I meet someone, it's like, hi. But then that would turn every guy off. But, and then I'd have no, no friends. I have very few friends now. I'd have no friends. You keep your circle pretty small? Extremely small. You know, my best. best. Yeah, you I know, agree. at the end of the day, you think about it. Who's going to be there? Like if something goes wrong, really goes wrong, how many people are going to show up for you guys? Man. I mean, truly, I'm asking you, how many people would show up for you guys? Like, you're, it's 4 a.m., shit's gone wrong, your car broke down, whatever. How many people are there? I think I probably got, I'm pretty fortunate to have maybe a little less than two handfuls. That, I got that's, like, a lot. that's a lot. That's a lot. I got like four that four? I know would. That's a lot. You're one but of you them. Know, yeah, yeah, I would. But you know what I notice is that those same people I would show up for. So it's not a just thousand a, percent. who would show up for me, but who I'll show up for too. Sure. Well, it's, it has to be reciprocated. Right. Mm. It has to be someone. I, I would never mention someone I wouldn't do it for. Right. Then it's not a real friendship. Yeah. It's just a bunch of bullshit. It, which is mostly what this world is now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, it's a means to an end, but. How do you navigate it now? Because, I mean, well, I definitely want to talk about, you know, your career in the twenty in your 20s. Because you said something that was really stood out to me was you talked about sacrificing your 20s yeah. for your career. And some people, I, I don't know what responses you got to that. Some people might go, oh, girl, that's terrible or whatever. Right. But no, the, like to achieve shit, we've got to have a discipline, a focus, a sacrifice, you know? Completely. I, I would not be me. Some days I hate golf, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't play anymore. I play with Oscar because Oscar loves it. Yeah. But I started when I was six. And, you know, by the time I was 13, I was burned out. But when you're good at something, people just expect you to keep doing it. Sure. So I'm like, okay, it's a full college scholarship, Division One. I can't stop because yeah. everybody expects you to. You're an all-state athlete in high school. Right. And you know how it is. And then and you just have to go perform and fulfill it. So, okay, so I did. And then when I was 22, um, graduated from Michigan State. I was just ready to get out of there. It was five days after the NCAA tournament, and I was scheduled um, to get my boobs done. <laughs> <laughs> you like, screw this, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever told this story, actually. Yeah, so so I scheduled in Michigan, Detroit, with this great doctor, Dr. Yoon. We still laugh and talk today. Um, yeah, scheduled to get um, my boobs done, like, five days after the NCAA tournament. So I'm this athletic golfer, athletic, you know, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Because oh, yeah. I just wanted to be, like... Um, after you're, you're a college athlete for so long, you just you want to be a woman. Like I wanted to sure. just be a woman. That, that's, I'm not speaking for everybody. That was for me. And then I wanted to go do TV and I wanted to talk about sports instead because sports are my life. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, I'm one of the very lucky few people where it ended up happening. But did, go ahead. Did the surgery, I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> you're nothing is did, rude. Did we, the surgery <laughs> impact your golf game at all? You know, people ask that, and I feel I, like that would be a question. And I really question. thought that it would, uh-huh. um, but but it didn't. Okay, well, good. And then a couple <laughs> like years later, balance or anything. I immediately thought of this because I golf every now and again. I I don't have the patience for golf. Yeah, no, oh, it's, it's it's trying. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, you know, when you're holding a club, this, you know, when you add on to the front of you. Delicately speaking, I felt like no, that. No, it's might, true. You know what I mean? It's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then a couple of years later, I got them like even bigger, mm. and it still didn't affect me. I think just because I'm so happy that sure. I have them. Yeah. Then sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll figure it out. Whatever. I'll it will re- make I'll this work. This yeah. It interests me because I I've never really had a conversation with any woman that's got her boobs done okay. um, about it. Like and femininity so sure. for you you mentioned that, yeah. that it, what, what was it about I just want to be that, womanly like I you didn't just, think you were before no 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 I think I, uh, well, I mean I was young right sure so you're when you're 21 you're still a young girl but I just always loved um you know like the Pam Andersons of the world sure. and the Carmen Electras and everybody loves the certain look and sure. that's just the look that I loved and and it just so happens that my agent um Darren Prince I mean those are <laughs> two of his main clients so it just <laughs> the world you know and that, that sounds familiar yeah right, and well, that, I think <laughs> we know that guy and Carmen she sounds familiar right? too but I mean that just happened to come about like you know like 12 years later that I met him I'm looking behind me right now because he's behind me um but it's just funny the way the universe works yeah that is. Oh, so what, when you were going to Michigan State, was broadcasting in the plan? Was that what you majored in or? 
So journalism classes were on the weekends and I had to play golf. So um, as a team, we were always traveling on the weekends or if I wasn't, I was partying. So I'm like, I can't have journalism classes on the weekend. I'm not going to show up. And there's only like 20 kids in a class. I'm like, they'll know if I'm there or not. So obviously I can't be doing that. I need to go to the communication classes where there's 300 people there. Nobody will know if I'm there and I can get the notes later. Um, so, So I just majored in communication. There's no, there's no substitution for experience right you know I, as soon as i was done um i i emailed golf channel okay because i played golf my entire life so i'm like if i'm gonna get into tv this is my best bet mm-hmm. so i emailed golf channel probably 70 times and finally got someone there his name is joe riley he was the uh, news director there and he finally wrote me back mm-hmm. and he's like okay well you know you have a, a look for tv but you don't know shit you, you don't yeah you're so green you have no idea how to do tv you need to go somewhere and do live television before we're ever gonna think about hiring you, okay? So I went to Little Rock, Arkansas, did the hard news, like kidnappings, tornadoes, mm. like dom- domestic disturbances. The depressing shit. The five and 10 p.m. Yeah. news for nine months, and then Joe Riley, true to his word, he said, hey, we're starting a new morning show on Golf Channel, come in, audition, and that was it. Yeah. That was it, so yeah. The burnout, though, you said about 13, was golf like dad's game? Golf was my mom's game, actually. Really? My father was an eye doctor. My mother was a club champion for 22 years at our country club. So oh, she was yeah. the golfer and then brought me along and, um, you know, was, was sort of like a tiger mom. Yeah. But were you just good at it or did you love doing it? Or were you just I don't kind even of, know if I ever loved doing it. Oh, really? I was good at it. Yeah, And yeah. I was also an all-state basketball player. So my entire life was just sports. Like, that's all I knew. Who's your basketball and it probably team? Kept me out of, uh, kept me out of trouble. My basketball team? Um... I'm more NFL. I'm more Who's like your football. NFL team? I, I adopted the Raiders when I moved oh, to Las Vegas. Gosh. But, 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 huh? I gotta go. But everybody knows that I used to uh, date the head coach of the Cardinals. Right. Cliff. I so, don't like them either. So okay, so we're out. He's such a nice guy. They're having a good, uh, really good season, so I'm happy for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's been sure through a lot. The so. fuck are. Yeah. The, only team in my, the only team in that division that's not having a good season is my team, which is the Niners. Right. So, yeah. You like Jimmy Garoppolo? I love... No, 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 no. Sorry. I thought you were... When you said I thought Jim Harbaugh, but he he coaches for Michigan now. (laughs) Love him. I don't know. I loved Jimmy, but I feel like this year he's playing scared. Okay. And he's very prone to injury. Okay. And I feel like if he gets hurt, he sits out, no questions asked, as opposed to like a Russell Wilson. When he gets hurt, he does everything he can to stand. I don't feel like Jimmy has that. So I kind of want to see where Trey Lance goes now. Okay. But... It's enough about the Niners. We'll get back to you. Benefit of being a Raiders fan is much like everything in my life. I have no expectations. <laughs> Correct, right? <laughs> yeah. I just leave I'm not even going to comment out. on that. Coach gets fired halfway through the season. You know, whole other drama other with, the, with the players. But, oh. like, it's in Las Vegas. Did nobody see that coming? I don't know. I agree. But. but here's my thing. I don't know how Vegas has not had every single sports team yeah. for 30 years. Right. right. It's Las Vegas. Like, right. like they're talking about getting the NBA team together. Like how have you, how have, how's Vegas not had every single sports team? Yeah. I guess they just yeah. didn't really need it. They have enough money coming through there. I mean, there's always more to be made, but it's, I, maybe that just wasn't on their mind. Cause like we have hockey a buttload of casinos. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. think it's a gambling issue probably, but yeah, no MLB, no NBA. And let me just clear this up real quick. It was a matter of time, meaning that any football team that went there would have gotten in trouble. Not, necessarily the Raiders. I just I mean any yeah. team because you're getting handed millions of dollars in Sin City to these kids who are going into the NFL. Kids, I mean like 19, 20, 21. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, I don't, it's it's unfortunate what happened with the Raiders player in Las Vegas, but it's like you, you knew some kind of trouble was going to happen with a team there. Well, I did. Well, that's, that's I, I think that these guys that, like you said, like these are young kids. Yeah. These are first round draft picks. They're still Handed 21 or 22 years dollars. old. It's going to happen anywhere. Anywhere there's a, there's yeah. a highway with a casino or a strip club and that's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> even much, in Buffalo, right? you know, which I think will be Buffalo the, strip clubs. The hardest place to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The hardest place to go play. Cause you get, I mean, think of the NFL, you get drafted by Miami. Or San Francisco or LA, Done, and you have, rap, let's or party. you could get drafted by Green Bay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Buffalo, and have a very different time. I'd well, be so I think pissed. it's any of those, uh, any people, depending on especially you know your background, and a lot of people that end up in sports, and you've probably seen it mm-hmm. with your broadcasting career and overall, and just your life and the interpersonal relationships. They're not prepared to come into that. Sure. And they oftentimes have a lot of yes people around as opposed to people who are like, hey, I really care about you as opposed to you're making me money. Yeah. 
And I'm sure that you probably went through a very similar situation, I would think, sure. with your career. Sure. And I mean, after doing that for 10 years and seeing everybody, um, what's what's the, what do they say in the NFL? You've got like four years. What's the average career? I think it's four years. I think years. it depends on your position, but it's usually is like it four like or five years, something like that. Four or five years. And your first contract is everybody knows it's not going to pay you crazy money. No. Yeah. But by the time they get it, they don't, many don't even understand they have to have, pay taxes on it. Because you're yeah. on the rookie contract and that's less than a million. That's what, oh, it's like, 500, 600, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You and have to prove yourself prove first. Yourself then first. you get the contract. And and by the time they get it, that money's already spent. You know, oh, they yeah. got mom, dad. Um, oh, yeah. Every, all your homies on the cell phone Uncle bill. Tom, yeah. yeah, whoever yeah. it is, Uncle Rob, Uncle whatever. And uh, yeah, and suddenly it's it's gone. Because once you get the contract, then you get the khakis. And then, then you get, get the girls. girls. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah. But I also have experience. Like, I mean, yeah, my I boyfriend is one of the athletes who did it right. Is yeah. a familiar name now? Yeah, yeah, Oscar. So he, uh, he did it right. I think I've seen a few of his, him do a couple of things. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's the king of keeping his circle pretty tight. And, yeah. um, you know, his his the president of his company, Golden Boy Promotions, is Eric Gomez, who's been his best friend since he was four years old. Mm-hmm. They've been best friends for 44 years. And That's Eric awesome. runs the company and, and is, is just a wonderful man, incredibly trustworthy. And, um, but it's really, it's tough to get close yeah. Uh, tough to get in because they've seen enough by now. Right. And we, I mean, we, we had someone recently, and I won't say names, but um, who thought they were getting fired and are let go and just, you know, made up some some outlandish, horrible stuff that, you know, to try and save their job. And it's just crazy. Yeah. Do you think you know that person for 20 years and then the job gets threatened and you find out you were nothing but, you know, money to them? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there's something about owning your shit, too, and your mistakes. Yes. You know? Yes. For sure. I, but you brought up some of that. We were talking about income. So when you started and got into broadcasting, yeah. I'm going to be under assumption that there was a huge income discrepancy between you and the, your male counterparts. Here's the thing. Like in TV, the one thing you don't discuss with everybody else is like how much you're making. Like sure. none of us in the office, for whatever reason, that was always something like, like I would never lean over to like, you know, Colin Cowherd or anybody, you know, that I'm working with and be like, you know, how much you make? You just didn't talk about you it. You ever been right. curious though? Yeah, well, you find out like through the grapevine, just like when the really big contracts come yeah. down, you know what I mean? Sure, like sure. the Stephen A. Smiths or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at, at Golf Channel and NBC, they are they're kind of notorious for, you know, working you a lot and not paying you that much. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of my thing when, when Fox came calling. Um, you know, one, I get to live in LA. Two, this is a much better deal. It's a much better lifestyle. I'm not working seven days a week in Orlando, Florida. And I get to do the NFL and they're giving me a lot more money. So that that has a lot to do with it. Plus, you know your worth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm doing, I was doing three shows for them and they were all rating very well. And, you know, they still were getting me very, very cheap, like when I was 23, 24. So I don't know as compared to my male counterparts what it was, but I know that it was too low for the for the work that I was putting in. For mm-hmm. sure. More with Holly Saunders coming up. She shares some wisdom on things that have helped her in successful relationships, as well as mental health tips and daily regimen stuff that she does. And of course, those fun random questions. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. Hosts Mike and Nat brought together by their common struggle of addiction. They get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. They discuss current topics of interest to the recovery community, including 12-step, alt-recovery, the newest medical research, and with honesty, humility, and a lot of humor, talk about their daily struggle to maintain their recovery and anonymity in the world of soccer moms and PTA meetings. If the neighbors only knew. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. 
That's middleagesrecovery.com, a proud sponsor of the Knocking Doors Down podcast. I think it's uh, maybe interesting to, um, and especially for our audience that that is struggling with you know addiction or getting on the other side sure. of it or doing the work. What kind of work once you had that career were you doing to improve your skill sets while on camera? Oh man, I, I was again. I was a twenty-one-year-old kid hired by NBC and working with people who were twenty years older than me at least. You know, like I was sure. lucky to get that job. When they brought me in, I was I couldn't even do it live. They had, they had to tape it, so I was doing thirty-second updates at the bottom of the hour and. At that time, everybody, I wouldn't say they wanted to get me fired, but I did. I wasn't important to them. Mm-hmm, right. I was like a, not a liability to the company. I was just like, like annoying to them to yeah. have to um, tape, you know, tape in the morning when they could have gotten somebody to do it live. But the bosses there were really great because they were like, listen, we see something in her. And I would stay after the show. And I would ask people from Gulf Central, which was the main you know, sure, live sure. show. I would be like, can I please read the teleprompter? Can I please, like, I, I wasn't afraid to make mistakes mm-hmm. or ask questions. And I would stay after, I would come in, um, our call time was 3 a.m. I would get in at 1 sometimes and write all my own stuff. And just, you know, because when a producer writes it, you, as you know, um, yeah. it's, it comes out different when you're reading yeah. something that someone else writes. I mm-hmm. wanted to write it myself. And, and I worked really fucking hard. So um, it wasn't easy. But I think it took about 300 shows is what I would say. 300 shows for me to be able to host a show on my own in, like, a really, like, in the way that I wanted to, to host a two hour live morning show on my own. They finally allowed me to do it. And then it was like off to the races, Yeah, but I needed to make sure I was ready for that. So, yeah, well it does. It takes, takes years of preparedness. It's yeah. funny. We kind of run into, cause I had a 20 year radio career prior, yeah. prior to this yeah. and people like, man, overnight success. Like, um, Motherfucker, wait, what? I've been doing <laughs> like, radio wait, what? Yeah. and acting and TV for 20 years. Right? So I think it's a good thing to point that out to people yes. that, you know any of this stuff that we want to achieve it's going to take work and it's the work off the clock is incredibly important shit yeah like we had interns that would come in for the summer and 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 i would know who wanted to succeed you know who would succeed you know immediately because um i would say you know what do you want to do and they'd say well i want to be on camera of course and so i'm like okay well why don't we go read a little bit you know the teleprompter is way harder than they ever think it's going to be number one and then they were like okay well what time do you get up in the morning what time do you get in the show starts at 7 a.m eastern they think that we would just show up at 6 30 get some makeup and go i'm like i get in at one you know and they're like oh well two weeks later they're gone you know (laughs) they're not interested anymore greg they're not interested anymore but um yeah you mentioned earlier like i gave up all of my 20s for that um yeah, I, I lived two minutes away from Golf Channel, three minutes away from Golf Channel in Orlando, and I was there all the time. Like, I'd get in at 2 a.m., and then uh, sometimes we'd walk in, and the European tour would be, um, you know, in a rain delay or whatever, and they'd say, hey, the show's getting extended to 11 today. Okay, I'm doing a four-hour fucking show. I, what am I going to talk about for four hours, you know? Yeah. Luckily, I had two great co-hosts who we could go on about and make something of nothing right. forever. But it's a talent to make something out of nothing and make it interesting and something people want to see for four hours when there's no golf even going on yet. Yeah. So I learned a lot. And then and then after that, um, I would stay and do an instructional show. We'd tape another show. And then the next day, I'd fly out to go tape. Um, it was called Playing Lessons with the Pros, so which is very cool. So we'd get like, yeah. a, like a top 20 player in the world, and I'd play nine holes with them at their course. Right on. Which is very cool. But then I would fly back, and then there's my seven days. And then I would start it again. So... So yeah. Who are it, some of your favorite pros, pros to play with? In the man, segment? like Justin Rose, the European guys were so much fun. Yeah. Like so much fun. Like Lee Westwood, um, Justin Rose, Graham McDowell. They was they were a great time. But um, man, I liked everybody. Ricky Fowler was great. Um, yeah, I mean, just like thinking of this list of names. I mean, I had, I had the best the best guys and the best time, and they couldn't have been nicer to me. Yeah. Like what I will say is in TV, what I miss about doing it is the people I worked with. I don't miss the, all the politics and all the, all bullshit. the bullshit. Oh my God, the cut your hair, you know, wear a turtleneck, please, button up, you know, right. don't talk so much. Um, don't talk more than the men talk. I, I don't miss that, but I miss the people I work with. Like there's a certain alliance, like when you, even if you don't like each other, when you go on the air, it's a, while you're on the air, you know, it's a, it's a common interest and it's a product and you put out what you got, you know, mm. it's just a certain team. I don't know. I don't know. But that's that's pretty interesting, you know, because I I know I that I've been through it. I'm sure Mikey's been through it. But people sometimes, oh, this coworker of mine, and I just don't like them. It's like I 
you don't have to like them. If We're not hanging good, out afterwards. Yeah. Are they a good worker? That's it. Are we getting the job done? That's it. You know, sometimes it's about efficiency and the aim at the product or whatever right. it is. You know? I don't give a fuck if you don't like me. That's yeah. fine. Don't pretend like you like me. If you don't like me, I want it. That's cool. We're good. I can still do a great show with you. I can still yeah. like bring the best out of you when we need to be on fake TV. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you don't like me otherwise. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Well, we were talking Love about it. that before camera <laughs> rolls. I was talking about my greatest defect being a people pleaser. And you're like, oh, fuck that. I'm not in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, my God. That's 10 exits back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, but I do understand that. And I wish I had a little bit more of that in me. Because, um, like, Oscar's such a, he's a, such a good man, a nice guy. And, yeah. And there's not a better celebrity in the world, um, more patient. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, still, it's what, 30 years later. He's been retired for 13 years. Right. And everywhere we go, he's mobbed. And and I'm too young. To, I never saw his fights. Sure. So I'm now just asking if we can go on YouTube and, and watch them because I'm trying to learn why people think he's such a big deal. Because I never saw any of it. I met Oscar in June, um, you know, at a Golden Boy event when he's, you know, retired promoter, you know, fun guy. Yeah. And business guy. And so uh, I don't know any of this. And it just every day when people, you know, grown men are like at dinner, you know, and they're like, oh, oh, my God. And I'm like, why do people treat you like this? And so uh, Darren's gone now. He would have chimed in. But um, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Oh, people pleasing. He um, he's so patient and so wonderful with fans. Sure. And I'm the one who's always like, we're eating dinner. Like, can you please, you know, fuck <laughs> off. And, and I can't do that because he's so, you know, that's why he is who he is. Sure. And why he's a golden boy. But um, I wish I were a little more like you and like him and with patience. Yeah, I think there's a difference between the people pleasing and patience. I've definitely noticed I've acquired a lot more patience, but mine would be when I talk about people pleasing like that, I, I will at a sacrifice of myself, my personality, my co mm -hmm. comfort, do something to please you thinking that'll make everything copacetic okay. when in reality it doesn't. It just fucks shit up more. Correct. Got a yeah, lot more patience than me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about you. I've had to. I, you know what? And I, I, of course, you know, podcast, I help my sobriety but working mm -hmm. the fucking steps has helped and having a good sponsor because otherwise sure. when i was sure. drinking i had no patience right. matter of fact my patience was pushed before you could even go there that's so. it right oh yeah you're already not like i don't even know what it is that triggers us yeah like, what is it like is it just like right now i mean there's a lot of social media triggers too because like like my my instagram comes to the front of my phone like i mean i'll show you like it comes to the front of my phone so i can see somebody wrote yum <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is there here um you always look amazing i'm surprised you have your notifications on well, just in case wild shit goes down, I yeah, need to like make yeah. sure. And then of course there's there's Oscar Poppy <laughs> with like a like a eggplant next to it. Because <laughs> I turned my phone off, but he has like an override. Right. Me, so that's I'm sorry that it rang. That's funny. That's Oscar. My girlfriend calls me Big Poppy. So, there you go. Yeah, she's a little tiny thing. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, you have a great sense of humor on. I mean, even somebody asked you how Oscar was in bed, and you're like something like he's a champ for a reason. Right. Or like, don't that's try like, me. Right. Yeah. Like, what do you expect me to say? Somebody right. asked who my celebrity crush was back in the day. Like, do you think I'm going to pick someone good looking and like disrespect Oscar? Like, I picked like Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was like, that's you know, awesome. No, 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 that's a no. Perfect I, answer too. I didn't actually have like the hots for him. But anyhow, so where I'm going with this is that like the Instagram comes to the front of my phone. So like mental health wise, you look yeah. down and you see somebody say, you know, you're a whore. You're, yeah. you know, just just something that's. A, factually incorrect, two, just like hurtful. And you, you look down and you see it and you're like, as thick of a skin as I have, still you see it and you see it 15 times a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and it it just wears at you and then suddenly- Well, you're human. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thick sure. skin, but you're Which not even that it hurts my feelings, it's that I'm like, I go to the root of it and I'm like, who in the fuck would write something like yeah. this? Like what kind of like, because I don't like people who are intentionally hurtful to other yeah. people. That's the one thing I don't like. If I think that you, if I if I know that you're being mean and you're calculated in being mean, accidents happen. People say people make mistakes. People say shit that they shouldn't. But if you're trying to hurt somebody else, like I'm gonna ruin your life yeah. because I don't like people who are intentionally hurtful. You got a little vengeful streak in you, huh? I, I but like I, I can stand up for myself. But when I see people hurting other people that oh, I know are really gotcha. impacted by it. Like, I can handle whatever, but like young kids, yeah. I don't like adults going after them on Instagram from a fake account. Like, I think that's just sick. Yeah. That's it. She bring that up because uh, my daughter, she's 12, she's having some struggles, and I'm a big motorsports fan. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton sure. is like, I just adore the man. And 
you know, him, as I shared with my daughter, him as a little kid go-karting, he was beating these other kids mm-hmm. and those kids' parents were bullying him as a little kid. And Ugh, it's like, what is- That's gross. What, is the, what the fuck is wrong, wrong with, with you, you that you yeah. would do that to a child, right. you know? That's the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. Like that is, what happened to you to make you like that, to pick on other people yeah. like that? Did you, your life. Did you do any therapy work to kind of get this thicker skin about these things? Or what is no, it that you've so done I, to... I, um, when I started a golf channel, it was 2011, 2010. And that's kind of when Twitter was first coming sure. out and it was popular. Nobody really knew how to use it yet on my end. But um, I remember a dentist wrote me and said, you know, your bottom teeth are really jacked up. I can fix them for you. And that was kind of my first... And I was 21. And that was kind of my first experience with someone saying something to me that I was like, why would you that was unsolicited. Like, why would you say that? And then of course it just gets crazier from there. Cause you're on sure. national TV. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, you just kind of learn, I guess. And I, I guess I, I understand the human aspect of it and why jealous people say what they say or why, you know, I understand haters, but a yeah. lot of people don't. Yeah. I understand haters. I get it. Yeah. I get it too. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're seeing somebody else do well. So you got to say something to belittle them. Yeah. It's not how they, and we, we talked about this. It's not how they feel about you. It's how they feel about themselves. themselves. Sure. And if you're getting haters, take it as a compliment because you're at the point in your life where you're getting haters now. That's a good thing. Sure. Sure. So I agree. (laughs) You've helped me with that. So that's something with me. What separates me from him? You said you wanted to hear about it. So with that being said, (laughs) Jason, you know, we'll, we'll see something, you know, a negative comment or we'll get something and, Jason, you'll kind of be like, oh, well, maybe they were coming from a point. And I'm like, no, fuck that. (laughs) I don't give a shit what point they were fucking coming Coming from. from, Fuck this. I'm responding. I'm going to respond. And you're like, no, no, no. We have to do this. I'm like, fuck them and fuck their stupid ass computer. Or is that the guy? And then that makes it even worse because then they get what they want. And then everybody else piles on. It's okay, but it makes me feel better. You know what I did? Because I said something. Well, here's the thing. But but we got to be careful with that too now. because Well, no, 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 no. Not because of hurting people's feelings. but No, no, no. Not that. Instagram, um, because Instagram, I called someone a twat because they told me that I, I looked like I was, I, I don't even know what they said, something about a hooker. And I was like, don't be a twat. And Instagram violated me for it. So I, I get penalized for it. Well, because you, 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 you had a bigger a following than them. You were <laughs> right, like, but yeah. it was, you know, it means people reported that, which then that makes me angry because I'm like, who would take time to report that? But I just got to remember. The person you called the twat. <laughs> but it would take way more than that for Insta- Instagram. But anyhow, so now I can't even call anybody names. But so, uh, so I can't even stand up. Right. I get what you're saying as far yeah. as like responding and you're giving them what they wanted. Yes. I get that. Sometimes it's best to just say nothing. Just leave it slide, alone because they want that reaction. So if, like the YouTube, for example, YouTube comments. Yeah. I don't read them. Yeah. Jason doesn't read them. We don't read them. Yeah, because I would, for me it was like to play off of what he was saying. Yeah. I'd be like. Man, something's probably really going on in their life. Maybe I should reach out and just ask, like, "Hey, no, no. Bob, or what, what, what's going live. on?" I mean, to really, to <laughs> really put address? like, yeah. yeah, to really put like this kind of like hate towards us, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, do you need some help? And he's like, "Dude, they didn't ask for help. Don't, don't be the the, the hero." Exactly. And you if they want to help, then we'll help. Well, we're here to offer help to anybody right. who wants help. But if you're gonna be a dick, yes. then. I'm not going to let, I'm not going to help and I'm not going to let him help either. I will strongly advise that he does not. <laughs> he's, he's my little brother. That's like my big brother. So. Yeah, but you're, you're good people. I mean, yeah. You want to see the good in people. That's exactly. good. That's yeah. good. Exactly. But if you don't like it, then just move on. YouTube's got a million, million other videos, videos you can go see, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, people and half the time it's from like a fake account anyways, Correct. where it's just like, it's, it's just dead. Or it's, it's a guy with a bunch of skateboards yeah. or something uh-huh. that he created and it was just, yeah. Yeah. Like, or another woman that does that. I get a lot of women. Oh, I bet. Male oh, I, accounts. Yeah, girls but are, but the girls sad are mean thing, to each other, man. Gosh, it, girls really are mean. Up. I don't. I don't even understand it. It's like we all do something different. Jealousy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like we I all, would assume we all look different. We all do different stuff. We all have different goals. We don't all like the same guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. We all don't receive and give love in the same We're way. Of it is an acquired taste. The interesting <laughs> thing on Instagram though is when I get a boyfriend my the females are all like way nicer to me and i get a lot more female like dms and messages and this and that but yes, my guys <laughs> yes yes exactly oh you look so beautiful because oh then i don't gosh, want their boyfriend yes. it's like well i didn't want your boyfriend to begin with right, but, right but anyhow okay great so we're bonding females are bonding yeah but then the men hate me now sure so <laughs> it's just it's such a double-edged sword but like i'm almost somebody who wants to Give, but you and, get and, it though. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I want to elevate my partner. Like sure. I'm somebody who who sees it as disrespectful. Say I were to like hide that I'm with Oscar. I mm-hmm. told Oscar like we shouldn't take photos because you know I would feel far far worse sure. doing that to him. Yeah, I'll take the 
the heat from absolutely whatever uh, you know people are uh, you know wanting to throw at me because I'm in a relationship because I value him mm-hmm. and yeah. respect him more than whatever. So well, this goes back to what we were talking about at the end of the day. Who's there at the end of the day? That's right. None of these people out there. None of that. And <laughs> these guys that are hating is like, look, I wasn't going to date you either, motherfucker. That's like, exactly you know? right. But That's I'm saying, like, like, you talk about like, taking the heat, like, take it for the right reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you know, you're going to put yourself out there. You have to expect that it's going to come back. Yeah. Were you talking, you, you brought up, uh, God, I forget how you phrase it, but the interesting thing about trust and, you know, y- younger, you were what, 25, 26, you said you went through a divorce? Show. Yeah, so I got married when I was like 23 to my much older co-host who was just, uh, you know, mentally ill, just not, you know, sociopath, narcissist. Yeah. And um, again, 20 years, 22 years older than I was and just got into a bad situation. I'm a kid, had to figure it out for myself and... Um, you know, divorced him and it cost me a lot of money and stuff, you know, it's yeah. it, and a lot of, uh, you know, going to court, but it's emotional. And, yeah. and, and before uh, he was on TV, he was actually a divorce attorney. Mm. So I divorced a divorce attorney. <laughs> right. I know it's everybody says. So it took, it took a long time, way longer than it should have. We should have been able to be done in three days. You take this, I take that. And that's it. That's so what I'm we assuming got. he didn't want the divorce. We didn't have children. No, he did not. No. And was very angry at me for, gotcha. for all of that. And he wanted everything, I'm guessing. Which there wasn't even that much. Like I was a, I was a kid and sure. there was no prenup and he I, we had no children. Yeah. So just, let's just go, go, go. Yeah. I don't want anything from you. Go. Yeah. But um, wanted to just make it miserable for as long as he could. But, you know. How did you start to trust again then in relationships? I don't know what it is about me that I was just like, you know, that's, this is, this is just one person and I understand that he's, um, different. And then after that, I had, I have had a, a string of the most wonderful human beings. I, I couldn't ask for better, better boyfriends. Like yeah. the, the people that I've been with in the past, you know, 10 years, I couldn't have asked for nicer human beings. And I think some people misunderstand that about the ending of relationships is sometimes they just end. It doesn't mean that, it, it, you know, either people are bad people or right. some crazy fight. It's just right. like, this isn't going anywhere. Correct. Like, um, you know, say they, they take a different job or they move, especially like, I mean, um, the people I'm dating are, are high profile. They have their own career. They have their own ego and their own lives when you meet them. I, I like older guys. So I like people who are, you know, 41 to, to you know, in their 50s, whatever, and they've already got their routine, and they're mm-hmm. already, you know what I mean? So you gotta understand that. Most of them have been married or have children, and there's always so us in our 30s, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. You guys are mature, you've well, been through a lot. Well, my girlfriend and I were 16 years apart, so, okay. you yeah. know, same kind of thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. But she's the mature one, not me. Yeah. So exactly, like, yeah. exactly, but you've also been through shit, like you've been through experiences, Oh too. yeah. Because that's my thing. If you haven't been through a divorce or you haven't been through some shit, like I'm really, I don't think you're a full human yet. You haven't gotten fired. You haven't got, you know what I mean? Like you got to go through some shit in life to. So you kind of really value those battle wounds, so to speak. Oh, hell yeah. The people close to me, like, um, you know, my best friend in the world is, is um, my hairstylist. His name is Eric James. And he was, he's gay and grew up in basically Green Bay, Wisconsin, where that's not, yeah. that was not, you know, a thing. Mm. And so, you know, he's, he went through that emotionally and, you know, um, finally moved out to LA and found himself, but that's not an easy road. Yeah. So everybody, everybody around me has, has been through some shit. Darren Prince is yeah. very, you know, my agent is very open about his, um, you know, struggles with addiction yeah. and his opioids and all of that. Go back in the archives, guys. See yes. the interview with Darren. Yes. <laughs> and he's he's open to helping other people and saving people and telling his story and how he functioned as a Hollywood agent while he was high as a kite. Yeah. You know, and not feeling well about himself and, and his failed marriage and all that. So I, I just, if you're around me, you've got to be through some shit because that means you're, you're real. I don't yeah. like nobody fake is life gonna. is good everything's been fine for 45 years right, <laughs> right. right. but if you're fake you're just you're not you're gonna get laughed out of the room with all of us because all we do is make fun of ourselves you know what i mean sure. like we're all self-deprecating and we're like oh man i fucked that up well okay let's just do better you know yeah so i think you gotta have a sense of humor i would i would have yeah. i would have been gone long ago if i didn't have a sense of humor all that's right. how i get through everything it's probably too much too much laughter i try to make everything funny that's probably my my uh flaw i agree but you know and i've but buddies of mine that you know they're 
that if it's hanging out with like my sober crew, they don't get it because our sense of humor is dark. Like, you know, That's it's, what like, I mean. yeah. it's like, oh, you know, whatever. And Mikey's got some stories to himself, but Love yeah, you humor. know, doing blow on the back of a dirty toilet and some guy <laughs> knocks you over, you got your pants down, your ankles or, you know, or whatever, right. you know, right. it's and like. we think that's funny. It's you know, like, we think it's that funny. That's, it is funny right. now. Right. 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 It wasn't at the time. Back, hundred bucks back just at the time, the it was kind of disgusting. I'm a germaphobe now. I look back and oh, it's yeah, just like dollar like, oh, no. bills on her. Is this the dollar bill you got out of that stripper's G string? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, fuck it. This, hey, fuck it. You know, in that moment, it is what it is. Right? What are you going to do? What was Little Holly like? Because it sounds oh. like he came from some pretty solid people. Because you got a good, like, Yeah, I mean, I'm from Ohio. And that's the whole thing now, because I, I guess I'm with Oscar, and I look like I might be, uh, you know, Latina or Mexican. Everybody's like, oh, como estas? Like, they start out with Spanish. I'm like, I'm from Ohio. What up, dude? I'm a, I'm a white kid from Ohio. I don't know. I'm like, if you need help or something, I'll find someone. You know right. what I mean? Oh, como estas? I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. You yeah. know? But anyhow, um, yeah, I... I Grew up in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Doesn't get any more Midwest. Nice sure. people, um, hard work, salt of the earth. Um, my dad was an optometrist. My mother's a stay-at-home mom, and she was very tough, very tough. Really, very tough. So, um, yeah, that that was that was it. And I just played sports all the time, and I was good in school. And then I was like, you know what? This is really boring. So. <laughs> Finally, I get to college and I'm on my own. And then I'm like, oh, well, I don't really have a schedule. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just a curious, adventurous, free spirit. So was mom also in the military or something? Like, I what was it, the it toughness? Felt like that. It yeah. Felt yeah like, well, that. like no music, no TV. What, what was the toughness? I'm, that always intrigues me because you have a, seem yeah. to have a, an amazing discipline to yourself. I that, do. That with, you know, we yeah. judge people, we go, this digital world which it's its own sure. different world and we look and we think we know someone sure. like you know oh um, here's holly she's hot chick and now she's out on a yacht because of her boyfriend they don't right. understand no, what you came no. from right and you've made your own money and made Dude, your own self-made all of that yeah like um i don't know like when i say tough like make 50 free throws before you're able to you know go out and get ice cream oh that yeah. kind of, kind of oh. not like 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 um like abusing me but right. i mean it was yeah no i, I had it. it's emotional like yeah it, well but it almost calluses the mind a little bit correct that's yeah. what it is which yeah. isn't that's a bad thing not a bad thing at all no i had a buddy who was that way he they got home they had to do their homework and their yes. dad was like after dinner all right you need to go out and do I, I believe it was like 50 free throws yeah and then get ready for bed yeah did that make you resent basketball it made me resent golf because mm. i um every summer because I was a, a very good like junior player, and every summer my kids, my, my kids, my friends would be at the pool, mm -hmm. and I would be traveling to go play in some you know junior golf tournament, yeah. um, and I and I wouldn't be home ever, and I didn't get to be a kid. Yeah. So while I resent. Uh, I resented my mother for that and the game of golf for that. Mm -hmm. I also have to look at it as it gave me fucking everything I've got. Like, yeah. I mean, to go to Golf Channel and to, to get that notoriety and the, the fame, and that was a um, stepping stone to everything I have. I would not be with Oscar. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had the relationships that I've had with the people I've had if yeah. I didn't first start out with golf. Yeah. So I have to, I, I, and over the years I have... I guess reconciled with mm -hmm. the game as much as I think that it stole my life from me and my time and my youth and my like fun. It's given back to me. Like, sure, I, I've got to be reasonable here. So because yeah. you could have been Holly still in the Midwest. Not that the Midwest is a bad no, place. No, but I it's could gorgeous, still be you know working people. for a you know um, a surgeon someplace and you know Ohio or working right. with, you know working for my dad who was an eye doctor, which again is not a bad thing, but. It's a different life. It's a different yeah. life than what I have. So we were talking about. I we need high appointments too. <laughs> yeah, can we go like to Ohio State? Shit. Do you want to go to Ohio? <laughs> the um, no. No, you want to go to an Ohio State football game? That's what you want. Oh, I go to an Ohio State football, football game. Like yeah. Ohio. Oh. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> Correct. No, we're talking about our eyes. <laughs> See my birthplace. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting that night blindness yeah. shit. Oh, we walk into this restaurant. It's dark and red as all. Los Angeles restaurants yeah. are in the nighttime and it was just like damn I cannot see shit in here yeah. like the ambiance I, I'm assuming it's beautiful but damn I can't see I'm nothing. starting to do the thing where I this oh, and it's yeah. like okay like, I made it to 43 and I'm finally doing this what does so. that say yeah, that's, that's uh, my dad said he's never had anybody make it because again eye doctor he said he's never had anybody make it past 46 without needing reading glasses it's oh, like I'm overnight and, for sure and oh there. yeah it's a, it was after 40 a lot of shit happened that I didn't want to happen You're like, what is this yeah it's just like 
Boy, do I want a romantic night with the, no? Let's just watch TV. Just look exactly. Your shoulder yeah. scooping like, ice cream, that right? kind of shit. Yeah, I wake up. Throw your back out. More than I do if I exercise or something physical. Fuck I wake it, up yeah. injured. Forget oh. it. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm like, can we just get like an IV of some vitamins? And right. Call yeah. it good. Ohio State football game. I'm down for that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's an attraction. Yeah. 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 For sure. That's for sure. Thing. That'd be tight. That'd be tight. So what's some daily practices for you to maintain a good, good mental health, physical health, and you know, all those regimens? With, with Oscar now, we, um, we make sure like if, say we go to one of his fights or we're out in public or whatever, um, if we have meetings everywhere, we take the next day basically mm-hmm. and we really don't leave the house. Good. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important for him too. I mean, he, I, I, don't, I don't get harassed. Like I don't get recognized everywhere like he does. Uh, and so mentally, I truly don't know how, how he keeps his um, patience and sanity as well as he does. When you have people constantly, everybody's coming up on the street. Let me get a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's just, he's just um, such a wonderful human being. But yeah. for me, I need quiet. Yeah. Like I almost think that I have a little bit of, um, I've always thought that I have a little bit of like autism or something. Mm. Like I have, a, I'm on the spectrum. Like mm. loud noises and crowded places and everything. Like I need to, I need to just not be around people. I have yeah. a little bit of like social um, anxiety. I would say. Yeah. Well, so, my son is that interesting on the autism spectrum, yeah. and then I do. I do pretty good. It's like weird. Mm-hmm. Like people think I'm an extrovert because of doing this, but yeah. I'm really an introvert. I can Correct. be I can be extroverted Correct. because it's what my job requires Correct. and I That's can exactly go into right. a different mode. But otherwise, like I you know, I don't know how people could do that. Like Oscar could I or I don't know how he does it. You know? So. But I'm exactly like the both of you. Like when it's time to go and you're like, Hey, let's start the interview, then you turn on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then after that if I could walk this is so bad but if i'm like walking down a hallway and if i could like take a different route that would take me four minutes longer just so i don't have to like pass someone and deal with them i'll do it like no see i'm not that bad (laughs) i'm not that bad but i do like a lot of people assume that i'm an extrovert as well i'm really not i prefer to be at home i take vacations by myself i really do yeah because i just i prefer to be i don't know i just like my alone time so the attention that oscar gets or the attention that you guys get when you're out like Right. Fuck. Well, he's like, once <clears throat> I leave the house, I, I'm the public. So Game face. Right. I belong to the public. Game face. Once you, you know, leave the house. As soon as yeah. I get out of the house, I know as soon as the door shuts behind me, like mm-hmm. I belong to the public. And I mean, for 30 years, I, I don't know how he does it yeah, without so. having any kind of breakdown, without having any kind of, I mean, he's just, he's a machine and he's <laughs> the nicest, kindest, most patient person yeah. I've ever met. So he really is therapeutic too. I mean, he's just always like, hey, whatever comes, we'll deal with it. Well, yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, because I, I, I've started really to see in my life, and I'm sure Mikey has too, because he spends more time with me probably than he wishes to. Um, <laughs> Your work but has been. <laughs> being in a good place and in a good relationship, yes. as opposed to, you know, one of my biggest defects, toxic relationships, mm-hmm. whatever, that yes. people pleaser thing. But people don't realize how much being in a good relationship that has mental, emotional, and physical intimacy just can really change your life because you become a partner. Yes. You know, and I'm sure people maybe you misunderstood that about your guys' relationship. Well, sure. They think, you know, know, there's a 15-year age difference and he's a big star. And for whatever reason, until the end of time, I will be called a gold digger just because of... Fuck him. Because of, you know, As long as you guys are happy, that's all that matters. But I can tell them I have my own money. I make my own money until I'm blue in the face. But they don't, you know, it's like la, 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 la. They would much rather think that there's... You know, whatever. But um, but you're right. I will say that it, one person changes your life. That's it. You get that right person. You get the right boyfriend or girlfriend. It changes your life. And yeah. you don't need that much after that. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to have other friends too, but you get that right person that's in your home with you. And you're, at least for me, like, I'm pretty good that way. Yeah. I'm pretty set. So I like having a partner. I like having a teammate. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Is there any tattoo appointment scheduled for him? <laughs> so get a young Holly, maybe. He was like, he was, back. yeah. What would I be doing? Golfing? Yeah, yeah. Very, why not? It's not With as like golf club or something. It's like one ninetieth of you know the. Is the there an iconic, iconic golf picture of you? No, I'm nothing. <laughs> sure, there I, I am nobody. But um, so so the tattoo, I, he was like, "Do you want me to get something?" And I was like, "He's never had a tattoo. He's a golden boy. He doesn't yeah. have any. He's nothing. Grew up oh, in East then, LA. Yeah. He's like, I've thought about getting one for twenty years." But never did and i'm like listen that that's not it's not you yeah because he's he's just he's just oscar you know he's still my mom grew up in east la really mm-hmm. no, he's he's you know the hero 
He's the East LA hero. The so. golden boy. He's a golden boy. Yeah, it so just wouldn't go with his like image. So I'm like, no, don't worry yeah, about it, that. you know? That's good. You're not that kind of girlfriend. No, it's yeah. it's literally not like tit for tat kind, kind of, of deal. It's not. But, you, but people are people do write me and they're that's how I know if they're mature or not or reasonable sure, or sure. not. Because they're like, Well, he didn't get one of you, he doesn't love you. I'm like, please. Because of this one act that you chose, Am you were coerced. Decision? Yes, you were coerced. Yes, I, I was not. Yeah, yeah, it's not blink twice if you've been kidnapped. Yeah. But that's I did like, it you know what, stranger, you're right. You know more about our relationship <laughs> right. than we But isn't that funny? Do. Thank you. Oh. He doesn't love you. He doesn't. He won't get one of you. He doesn't love you. I'm like, this is why you don't have a good relationship yeah. or any 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 of them at all. Oh, it's a but it's I a total it. codependent codependent mentality that if you look to someone else to fulfill you, yeah. you've already fucked up. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. And they can sense that too. People uh -oh. get scared of that, as you know. I oh, mean, yeah. That's a scary thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it is not somebody else's responsibility to make you happy. That's way too big of a burden to put on anybody. Yeah. How the fuck are you supposed to figure out how to make me happy? Right. It's not your responsibility. Uh, one of the things I used to get all the time was, <laughs> I just wish you could read my mind. I can't read your fucking mind. Otherwise, if I could read your mind, I would be on a TV show making millions of dollars right. a why, year. Why do I want to do that? Mind. Your mind is a scary place, too. Yeah, I don't right? want to read your mind, right? I can't read your unreasonability. I had a yeah. chick leave one time because I forgot guacamole after we got Chipotle. She awesome. got that mad and left, and I was like, let me lock the door behind you, because <laughs> exactly. fuck that. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's, yeah. yeah, it's fucking nuts. So that's like the tit for tat thing. I ask you that because that's the kind of relationships I've been in to yeah, where it's yeah, like, yeah. well, I did that, so why aren't you doing that? Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Okay, yeah. so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna Clooney it my yeah. whole life. Hey. I'll get married when I'm like 60. Yeah, yeah. like like Derek Jeter it. He did yeah. whatever he wanted until he I was like ready Clooney. to get married, and then yeah. did. I, well, it's I like the term Clooney better though. Clooney, Clooney yeah. is Clooney's, Clooney's the a shit. little more suave. Clooney yeah. is is it? But uh, yeah, I call it, it the scoreboard. Don't worry about the scoreboard. Sure. This relationship I like was, that. This relationship is not a scoreboard. Like That's I didn't good. score I like a that. touchdown, yeah. and then now you have to you know kick the field goal. That's a really even. good way to Don't look worry at about it. it. Yeah. And if you're you have a good partner, everything evens out. I love mm -hmm. that. I've never heard that before. I really haven't. Well, because you do because you want to do. That's Not because it. of what you get out of it, because if what you're getting at, you, if you do something with the aim to get something out of it, A, you don't love that person. Right. Right. And it the, will backfire. Yeah. It truly will. Oh, I mean, God. I'm very big on whatever you put out there. I don't, I don't know where I stand on God and all of that. Like my parents are Catholic and they're, you know, and I think that Catholicism is all based on guilt. And making you feel guilty for what you do, and I don't. I'm not down with that. Sure, but it can be taught that. that way when you're younger. To certain, yeah, I get I it. I could see that. I don't know where I stand on my relationship with all of that, but I do think that whatever you put out, it comes back. I, I like it may take too long for the bad people to get what's coming to them, but it really does. It always yeah. does. Yeah, it does. I, I truly believe that I, I was brought to Oscar um, because I always did right by everybody in my past, mm -hmm. and no matter what, like. People would always say like, you know, you could you could have a bunch of guys and they could buy you a bunch of Birkins and you could go and, you know, and then just get a different one after six months. And I was like, that's just not me. That's not right. what I'm, you know, I'm not disrespectful. I'm not a user. I'm not, yeah. you know. And then, by the way, what do you do after you collect all these Birkins and Chanel bags from these guys and then you're unhappy and you're 50? What happens? Yeah. What happens? It's just stuff. It's just stuff. Yeah. I think one of the cool, powerful things we had on our previous one was a husband and wife were on together and he was like, if I said to my wife, I want to move to, I think he even said Ohio, uh, and, and open it. <laughs> not a no offense. Yeah, not an offense. No, 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 no offense, but it's it would have been, what he meant by it was a total change of everything yes. and what they do. You know, she's an actress and sure. within the, sure. the recovery community and open a pizza place, she'd be like, okay, I'm on board. You know, and it's that partner hey, thing. It is. We're watching Ozark right now. Oh, I love Ozark. Right? Where they leave oh, Chicago yeah. and then Wendy just kind of gets on board and then they start, you know, getting the paddle wheel and they're like laundering all the money. Yeah. And she, you know, she's cheating on him, Chicago, whatever, whatever. But somehow when things need to happen, like, is that person down for you or not? Yeah. I forgot about that. Remember yeah. that? It's such a good it's been a series. Lot. I finished it a long time I think ago. the new one's coming out. It is January coming out. January is what I heard. Mm -hmm. yeah. New season. But money and all the shit, it can go away. And, and it does. Everything else. Money is, it's. Fluid. Whew. It's here, it's gone, you know, when it's gone, what happens, you know? Yeah. 
Have so you had any person? financial troubles throughout the career, or at least dips from one thing to the next? I've been like very lucky to not be like totally stupid with my money, mm. yeah. you know. And and number one at NBC, I was working way too hard to even go shopping, <laughs> so I didn't even have time. You didn't have time to spend it. Um, yeah. the divorce takes a bite out of everything. You're like oh, that really sucked, and for the person that was horrible, you yeah. know, and you get a million dollars going toward that or whatever just to get out. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, all right, that was a bad choice. But th- I look at that as like I did the right thing by everybody and so now i've been given just such a wonderful people that make me like a whole human being that's way more important than any kind of money you know what i mean like like oscar just makes me a whole person yeah the money he has is 70th on the list sure the fact that he's really handsome is like 10th on the list (laughs) he is a good looking i tell him all the time i said i would still be with you even if you were like a five or a six, honestly, because I love you so much. Yeah. You're such a good human being. And I think that's important for people because we do have people that have um, gone through sex and love addiction. I think that's probably sure. actually my greater defect than the alcohol. I think mm-hmm. that alcohol masked a lot of it that don't really understand is like, again, you got to be in love with who that person is, is at their core. And then I think that's when the sex addiction happens, though, is when you really are into that person. And you can disagree with me. Sure. I've never been, like, diagnosed with any of that. But, like, I mean, that takes up a good chunk of our time. Well, I think it's a... We've kind of been diagnosed. (laughs) I think it's a chemistry. And, you know, I think people is like, okay, some people it's like, oh, God, our sex life is whatever. Well, okay, you can work on that. And some people have different chemistry. uh, But as long as it's not the foundation of the relationship then you're good you're right yeah and then it's i agree uh, and then with the couple it's it's up to you right like you know you're right i i know my personality my girlfriend has hers yes we mesh in a lot of ways it's like i don't need to apologize for what works that's exactly right this is us because it's different for everyone we got together actually when he was um training for his fight against vitor belfort we ended up getting covid the week before and he Uh had to pull out the fight right but i met in august uh, and i mean fighters can't have sex because that's the whole thing, too. And the so, old Rocky. Yeah, right. Is that, a, is that a real thing? Women oh. make weak legs. We did it every um, Saturday. <laughs> so, okay. out of, it was only, there was only four times. Because and of the fight coming August, up. Because of the fight coming up. Once a week. Because he was training. <laughs> Once a week. Right? Yeah. But I didn't even really know him very well yet. So, that was just how it was. And there was no drinking. There's no, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Right. So, we got to know each other like sober as fuck and without sex. So he's That's walking a good around thing. with a loaded gun the entire time. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> and just fucking training and knocking people out. But that's so, a yeah. good thing. I feel like thing. that'd be better. I would train better. There's something with loaded. the testosterone, I guess. Loaded meaning, that's you know what I mean. As I they guess. say. I don't yes. Know. Yeah. Because that, yeah. after, okay, this is turning into a sex thing. But <laughs> after, <laughs> we you, you're real okay. it's, it's like, fine. Fine. I like how you're complaining with like, you know, four times a month. And some some people are like, Jesus, we haven't done it in two years, you know? So it's like, what seems less to us? I know, we're all like, four times a month? How are you alive? Oh my God, how'd you make it? Right. You're exactly right. Some people do it on their birthday. Right. Right? right. Oh God, we won't even get off. That's a whole topic that would be fun for a different right. format. I'll blow podcast. you on Christmas. I don't even know why <laughs> I just picked Christmas. There's your blowjob. Happy birthday. Right. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, the happy... day that created by Hallmark. Anyhow, right. there you go. And if you look up, is this going to take much longer? Exactly. Oh, oh we could that... we we could do a whole you know whole what? Deal it's on... over. Have you heard that? Okay, okay. We're this is a completely different conversation. We're but losing we could go on now. forever about oh, for that. For sure. Oh God, yeah. I comments to, like, that just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, but I try to coach women on like how to how to. Uh, y- you can be sexy by just the way you speak. Like yes. never, whenever a man tells you something, never respond. Oh my god, that's weird. Or oh my god, I can't believe you told me that or asked me that. That is the quickest way for them to never tell you anything ever again. Yeah. And once that is done, forget it. Yep. And I, I would throw this out. Give me your perspective. Yeah. Just like a woman needs affirmation, sure. men need it too. Attention, really do. affirmation, affection, all of it. Yeah. And I don't believe the opposites attract. Maybe they attract, but they last for two days. You've got to have yeah. common I interests. I never believe that either. Yeah. You've got to like to do the same things. Yeah. Spend your time the same way. I think the opposite part that works with relationships is where somebody might have a skill set that the other person doesn't. And so then it enhances the partnership. But I don't think opposites. I agree. Like You've you got to have shared You interests. better be able to be friends because... 
there's time you're gonna get old yeah our looks are gonna you're fade you're gonna get sick you're not gonna yeah. look yeah you're not gonna all look that a certain stuff. way all that that's why like he and i from the beginning i think people think all we do is like go out on a yacht sure. and, and fuck and literally like the first month i would put him to bed at 8 30 p.m and i would drive back to beverly hills because that's where my place is and i would drive back to beverly hills and then you know come back in the morning whenever he would wake up but and again, there's no sex, none of that. Then we got COVID, and when you have, we were sick. Like he yeah. was in the hospital, bad. so we were sick. Yeah. So you're like throwing up in front of each other. You're, you know, you don't smell great, even though you can't smell or taste each other. <laughs> I was but, gonna and, say you can't smell shit anyway. So but you look out. like dog shit. Right. And it's like we got all that in the beginning. We got all that in the first six weeks. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, all right. I actually really like you. Yeah. And there you go. That's so that's I don't know. It was God or whatever. Again, I don't know where I stand on all that, but like. Somebody said, I'm going to take two pretty people and I'm going to make them unattractive right. <laughs> and make them sick and then see if you guys are still standing. So, yeah, cool. But I agree with you. The foundation is. Yep. <sighs> yeah. All right. Quick random questions and then Let's we'll leave it. you with some final thoughts. Mikey, you're up first. If they were to make a movie about you, who would you cast to play you? Oh, I, I would die if it were Angelina Jolie because I think she's the most beautiful woman ever. So I love her. Yes, beautiful, great actress. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? One superpower to, um, I, I, you know, I want to say read someone's mind, but I don't want that at all, actually. That'd be, scary. Like, that'd be stressful. One superpower to have like a handicap uh, parking that is a very la answer so i can I get never, you one of those right, i so am I mexican never, so we can find these so i would love yeah, that yeah, be I careful that. on that one you yeah. never know my superpower would actually be to recover from like lasers or like treatments or something like that in five minutes there you go that's what are it you be. a slow healer no, but some of the shit, like, yeah. I don't know if you've ever had, like, any of the anti-aging stuff. I haven't. Man, no. it takes I haven't. Out. You're puffy for see, weeks. See, you can see, I'm just, this is just stress of this fucking wearing on me, so no, I haven't I don't see aging. lines, though. Well, you're just being nice, but there's lines. I don't see lines. shit. You look good. See? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was considering it. Feet. Superpower I was considering to never it. be around people, to never I get, talk I to get, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. thanks for talking to us. Hey, yeah, right? Because I know that I already can tell when I sat down that we were three of a kind. Right. So that's easy. Um, if you could have dinner with anybody, living or not, anybody in the entire world, who would it be? My boyfriend. Really? Yeah, just anybody. Because, it could because be Muhammad Ali. Take yeah, Oscar. That, well, that would be. That it could be Muhammad Ali. It could be George Washington. Anyone? George Washington. I don't know what we were fucking talking. I don't know what you guys would talk about. Wig or I don't know what you and Muhammad Ali would. No, you guys would have a lot to talk about your sports. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, that'd be awesome. No, it would be, it would be my Oscar? boyfriend. That's because, so because adorable. I, well, I love just because that. like he, I know he's gonna say some really funny shit, and yeah, and we're gonna have a good time. There you go. Yeah. There you go. If you were stranded on a deserted island and you could take one movie and one music album with you what would they be uh i would take Step Brothers, the <laughs> movie and uh my music album um god i would probably just bring like something techno because i want to be super depressed to bring me up yeah All i right. smoked pot with john hopkins <laughs> johnny hopkins it was him and sloan kettering you don't know a johnny hopkins <laughs> Well, Miss Holly, get in my face. <laughs> Thanks. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, we always ask the guests maybe to leave everyone with uh, the the words of encouragement. So things that are just maybe some piece of, of knowledge, advice, mm -hmm. that stuff that's worked for you. Okay. Um, make sure that at all costs to preserve your own peace, whatever that takes. Whatever you have to do, whatever you have to do, preserve your own peace in your mind. If it's sit at home by yourself whatever you need to do, but, but don't let anybody steal your joy and steal your peace, especially, you know what I'm going to do? I think I need to turn the notifications off of my phone actually is what this entire conversation has taught me. Cause I'm thinking of things, you know, how, how what steals my joy, what steals my right. peace, what brings me down and it's literally like looking down and reading some of the stuff I see right now. So everybody protect your own peace and everybody does it a different way. That's it. Holly, thanks. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, turn that shit off. Yeah. <laughs> Holly Saunders, thank you again. It was a real pleasure to uh, to meet you, sit down, and have a cool conversation. She was really sweet. 
Yeah. Not that I was expecting anything different, but yeah, she was super fun, just a joy to be around. Yeah. Well, you never know because, you know, the, 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 there's almost like two realities going on in our world right now. One that is fake, and that is the internet mm-hmm. and social media, and one that is the real life that you go about and live, and a lot of people put weight in social media. So I wasn't sure what to expect with Holly. Not that I had any negative thoughts either. I figured it would be a cool, great conversation, but she was just just a blast in, of a person and um, really some really great wisdom in there, especially when it came to some relationship things and daily mental health practices that work for her. She was really easy to talk to. Yes. She's really easy to talk to. She's fun. She's outgoing. I, I had a blast with this one. That's for sure. Absolutely. Total pleasure. Thank you again, Miss Holly Saunders. And of course, we got some other great episodes headed your way early next year. One of those being Tim Lodgen. We'll talk with Tim about how he fell into addiction. He was actually running mates with Brandon Novak at one time. We'll talk about that relationship as well as how Brandon helped him towards sobriety. So looking forward to sharing that one with you guys. Absolutely. And uh, don't forget to give us a follow on social media at Knocking Doors Down on Instagram and Facebook at KDD Media Company on Twitter. And hey, do us a favor, share some of that content too. If you're getting something out of it, help us spread the word, help us grow as we uh, continue our mission to end the stigma around addiction and mental health issues. Uncle Mikey, uh, you got anything else? Mm, Nah, I'm going home. On that note, keep knocking doors down. The guests on Knocking Doors Down are sharing their stories and helping start the conversation about mental health and therefore are working to end the stigma. This is the goal of our partner, the Carlos Vieira Foundation, through their Race to End the Stigma campaign. The Carlos Vieira Foundation created the Race to End the Stigma campaign to not only change the way people perceive those who are living with mental illness, but also how those who are affected perceive themselves. The Carlos Vieira Foundation strives to support the mental health community through education, fundraising, and facilitating resources. The main program through the Race to End the Stigma campaign is a college scholarship program that encourages high school seniors to share their stories about mental health in an effort to end the stigma. For more info on this and how to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org.